0: Wait what? Wait what? We're on. We're live. Hey Courtney. <laughs> oh my! Wait a minute. Why are you
1: tired? Mm, that's that's a story. Um,
0: oh my god! I don't want to know. Stop.
1: No, it's something, it's something <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> Relax. And <laughs> hey, why would you not want to know? Um, well,
0: because I, it sounded inappropriate.
1: No, I just uh, I worked. I closed last night, which I say closing, but, like, I get home at 11, 1130. Like, it's not that big a deal. Uh, but then it's, like, whenever I close for some reason, I, I'm always kind of wound up by the time I get off of work. So I fell asleep about, like, 2, and then I was going to wake up at 830, which is about six and a half hours of sleep. I'd be just fine. But then they decided to do construction Right in front of our house this morning, and I, I can't sleep mm-hmm. with noise like that. So, I got woken up about seven o'clock, and then like miserably laid in bed till like eight, just trying to get some sleep. At like seven thirty, I went and like grabbed a glass of water or whatever, and was just like just trying to just get myself to fall asleep, and it just was not happening. So I laid there and like bitterly scrolled through TikTok. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> And then just went to work. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, 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 I think I'm really operating off of like four and a half, five hours. And I'm, I'm the world's biggest bitch if I don't get like a full, like six hours is pushing it. Anything less than six hours, it's just like, I just get so tired.
0: <laughs> Ooh, well, okay. Okay. So that that explains it. So, um, I think last week we were recording like really early or in the daytime. Really early. Yeah, this is
1: really drastic the way we're kind of. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now we're we're complete opposite, y'all. We are recording at night. It's late night. It's oh gosh. (sighs)
1: So how is your uh, how's your day been today? Uh, Today has been
0: good. It's been a long day as well. I. I, uh, we had a, a play at my school or a program at my school for Dia de los Muertos, which was actually like the day after Halloween, but you know, scheduling and we had intercession. And so it's just we're getting to around do it today. And it was nice, it was very nice, very, very, uh, uh, interesting because I had never been through anything like that for, like respecting the dead and mm. almost conjuring the dead a little bit but it's you know uh different cultures have very interesting traditions and, and things but it, it's like if you ever seen the movie coco and they built that altar and they have like all the dead people like the whole family the pictures and everything yeah it, basically we we, we did coco oh, okay cool.
1: nice nice
0: it was it was very interesting, for sure.
1: Well, go ahead, ask me ask me about my day, Courtney.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you, I mean, you talked you just talked about your. I thought you were telling us about your day, but how was the rest of
1: your day? Oh, okay. Well, thanks for asking, buddy. <laughs> 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 um, it was good. I mean, work was fine, honestly. And then um, I made some risotto for the first time ever today. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought it tasted really great. I don't know if I got the texture right because I've literally never eaten it before. Um, I've never had it before. Um, so, like, totally hope. Like, I think it was fine. And then it's just, it's kind of been one of those lazy nights where I really not done much of anything. So I picked up chess recently. Um, horrible mm. at it. Well, I'm I'm kicking ass. When it's people in my skill bracket, but the minute I play anyone outside of my skill bracket, it's it's terrible. <laughs> so, same, you know. I,
0: I I tried to learn chess, and it was the same. Like I I picked it up, and and as I was playing people within my own skill level, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm a master. And then I play people who actually like knew what they were doing. Yeah, and I felt so dumb, and I don't like <laughs> so dumb, so I just stopped playing chess.
1: Well, my thing is like, so I've been playing a lot with, um, with Davey, who's pretty, pretty good at it, and like, he'll coach me or whatever. But like, there's games where I feel like, like, I still lose for sure, but I feel like I kind of did all right. And then there's games where I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Like, and I don't really get, I wouldn't say I really get like mad, so I just get annoyed with myself because I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, what am I doing here? Um, Uh, I, I just don't
0: see the board the way that people, you know. That I mean, it's it's like you have to have that. I that think <laughs> play ahead. You have to be fine. <laughs> right?
1: Well, that's my thing. Is I think whenever I lose badly, it's because I'm seeing like if I move here, I can do this, but then he could do this, or if he waited, he could do this with this piece if he moves it here, or he can move this piece here and then he'll take that piece there, and then I'll have to defend this, and then he'll take this piece, and then he'll take that piece, and I think that's what, like, gets me, because I'll sit there and imagine, like, eight scenarios that could happen, like, eight moves down the board, and then just, like, get in my own head, but, um...
0: And, and the worst is, like, a timed game.
1: That's, well, that's, even what, worse I'm for... that's what I'm playing right now, 10-minute oh, no. 10, 10 minute time games, Um, 30 minutes with uh Davey, but I play 10 minutes on chess.com, like, just straight-up 10-minute games. Um... But again, when I play people in my bracket, like like I think last night I went on like a six game winning streak or whatever. Like I could probably, I don't want to pull it up because some applications will like stop our recording. And I mean, I guess we haven't gotten that far into this, you know. But but um, let's like not I'll, take that risk. Right? Yeah, like like yesterday, I, I think You're I went. Literally, you
0: literally just reminded me to put on my do not disturb. <laughs> I got a
1: I got a message from the community app, and so I put my do not disturb on oh my
0: but um
1: so so, so you're back oh i had a moment of weakness um (laughs) but um, but uh yeah so like i i got myself so 238s like the highest rating i've gotten which is not high at all but then like I was like, yeah, on a winning streak. And now I think I, I think I dropped me down like a 197 because I just lost and lost and lost and lost and lost. And lost. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's very, it's very new, but it's my current obsession. I tend to hyper fixate on things. I'll pick up a new habit or I'll find a new interest in something. And I will just consume and consume and consume. And if it comes to like if it's something that's just information based or even like a TV show, I just consume until there's no more. But when it comes to games, so like chess or something like that, I consume until I either like get super, 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 super good and then bored, or I just never grow with it and then I get bored and then I drop it. So we're gonna see we're gonna see where chess goes. But my dad is really good at chess. And so the goal is to beat him at Christmas time. Okay. That is my I wanna be able to I wanna be able to at least hold my own because when I was a kid he would play with me, but like you know he just kind of told me hey the pawns go here and the rooks can do this and the knight can do this but they can't do this type thing i didn't know there was like gambits and openings and this and that so like i'm st- i'm learning all that um but it's just it's just a new way to kind of it's fun i probably play at least like 10 games a day since i picked it up wow yes life. sir that's that's my life <laughs> all right. Our first episode of People dropped for everybody. Yeah, Uh, everybody who's you know go listen to me and Courtney.
0: People, people. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) you're ridiculous, man. That was literally like
0: one of my favorite parts. (laughs) Was the just like a little, sing a little theme song. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm like, what is this man doing? <laughs> oh boy, hold on one second. It's
0: just... fun. It is fun being a guest on. Now that I'm like co-hosting with Amy, and then we talk every week, and uh, but you know, sitting back and letting him take the complete lead on that. And,
1: and but that's um, the thing is, I'm not even supposed to on people you are that it's your now, show people is a show, so show for you to come in with an agenda so for example our good friend zoe butler is going to be on this season of people very nice. excited for that but here's the Heck thing yeah. zoe's going to come on is always going to say hey i'd like to talk about this today fantastic and then i facilitate the conversation but she's she, she hello it's, it's, it's... <laughs> wait a minute you facilitate the
0: conversation it means you're the host. You're in charge.
1: But you're supposed that's, to come on like, yeah, I'd like to start by talking about this, and I'll be like, well, great. Where do you want to get in on that? And you're like, well, and then and then you start talking. And I say, hey, that's a great point. Uh, can you elaborate on that? You know, and then it, you're just like, I don't know, man. It's your show. It's your show.
0: We already discussed what we were going to talk about.
1: It's our you- show. <laughs> People is it. everyone's show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> it's a show for the people. I guess, if you say so. Exactly. Exactly. But um, but I everyone... mean, I like to think I know <laughs> what's on your mind. Oh, man. You have I no idea. I think I know what I... we're about to get into.
0: <laughs> you look, I... cap. Of what happened since the last time we talked. Because a lot happened. Like, I've been through some some stuff. <laughs> so, let's see. We talked on a... What day was that? Monday,
1: right? Did we
0: record on a Monday?
1: Uh, yeah, it was like Monday freaking morning. Okay.
0: So, Tuesday morning, I went to my three-month uh, doctor checkup and my oxygen levels were dangerously low so your oxygen well, are yeah so your oxygen levels are supposed to be in the 90s and optimal is like 95 in okay. okay so my oxygen levels were at like walking in the door they were like 78 and i was unable to get past about 88 was the best i could do Actually. like sitting and doing breathing exercises the best i could do was 88 and so hey, my you know
1: God. when you're going through a when you're going through a health crisis please don't wait until the next episode of the fucking podcast to tell me please i care about your well-being
0: <laughs> i know but it makes for better tv right you're uh, obnoxious oh my gosh <laughs> So, well, here's the thing. So, I didn't really, I
1: didn't really tell anyone because I, I don't like giving a damn. I, I'm, not I'm not anyone.
0: Not, no, I know, but I like to have your reaction because I like your real reaction.
1: You're annoying. I'm so, the closest thing to a man you got in your life, so you know what.
0: This, this is fact. This is 100% <laughs> fact. So you know what. <laughs> true, true, true story.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dude. Oh.
0: I'm in a good mood. We had a lot of Colombian coffee that. at this event. And so, because that's part of, apparently, that's part of Dia de los Muertos is you sit around and drink coffee and wait for the dead people to come back to, to see the spirits. And uh, it's, it's, different. it's different. I dig anyway. that. Anyway, so uh, the, my doctor was just like, you need to go to the ER right now. And and uh, I was just like, I have stuff to do. What are you talking about? You go to the ER. And she was just like, Do I need to call an ambulance? And I was just like, No, you do not need. Like, like she's. It was on the other
1: side of Memorial. You're hospital. like, bitch. I, I don't, don't want to pay ten grand for the fucking wee wagon.
0: Okay, just to no. I was just like, no. I will go to the hospital. And I said, I will actually go. I do not have time for this, but I will actually go. Because you know, my- I do
1: not have. She's like, I- die or don't <laughs> die or not, motherfucker. Pretty, like,
0: <laughs> pretty much. Because it was state week. You know, it's state week. It's, it's go time. So I was just like, I do not have time for this, but okay, fine. Because I. So. You know, I know that I have not been feeling well. You hear me like cough on every episode and I'm just like,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just like, you know, I've been, I've had, I've been dragging my toe in a graveyard for a little bit now. And um, what you don't know is that I have put on a lot of water weight and I was retaining fluids really bad. And it, it Wait, was, what? yeah, I know. Right. It was, I, I got into a pretty unhealthy situation, but and, and it's my lifestyle, you know, I'm, I'm high stress. I don't say no. And I'm always on the go, uh, which doesn't give you the time to get enough sleep and um, eat properly. And so I, I've not been doing those things and uh, it finally kind of caught up to me as we were getting ready, the stress of, of, you know, this whole, marching band thing and so I spent uh so I go to the to the ER and everything and they're trying to get you know they they take my oxygen and they check it, and and it's still you know in the hovering in the 80s and refuses to even get in the 90s and so they send me back to a room like pretty quick and I'm just like okay and so then the the emergency room doctor comes in and says I think we're going to keep you here for a night for observation. And I'm looking at her like, okay, for a night, right? And she was just like, yeah, for a night, we want to, you know, see if we can't put you on some oxygen and get you back, um, get your O2 levels back, you know, where they're supposed to be. So they started off with like, I think six liters of oxygen, which is a lot. I mean, that's like pumping, like just a lot of oxygen. And, um, so they admit me to the hospital, and this is what having good insurance is like. Because I had the same health episode back in 2018 when I did not have good insurance. I had no insurance. And, like, I would go to the ER, and they would just send me home. Um, they can't do that. Oh, but they did. and They did it a lot until, the, until I damn near died right there in the ER they were just like okay uh, I th- we'll we'll admit you and we'll take care of you and so uh good insurance makes all the difference so I got that I got that premium I got that good good right now so <laughs> you they- <laughs> got
1: that uh you got the premium air
0: okay so they they just like oh yeah we've been waiting for you so um so they admitted me and and uh And I was in the hospital from Tuesday, and I had to negotiate my way out of there. So (laughs) when I see the doctor on Wednesday morning, my attending doctor, and, you know, she's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to be here for a while. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not going to be here for a while, because let me tell you what's going on. (laughs) I said, on Friday, there's a football game that I'd like to attend. And on Sunday, I'm getting on a bus, and I'm going to San Antonio because it's a state marching contest. And so that's that's what's happening. So whatever we need to do to make sure to to get me to San Antonio, then let's work on that. Let's make that happen. And she's just looking at me like, state marching contest, you're not doing that. Your health is much more important, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just looking at her like, I don't. Do you not hear me what I just said? And so I went back and forth and, and uh, she, she slipped she messed up because she told me that her husband is a coach. Uh, now why'd you tell me that? Because now I have to relate the situation to you and make you understand. Let me paint a picture. And so I told her I was just like, imagine telling your husband who's worked all season to accomplish the goal. And the goal is to go play in the state championship game. And just the week before the state championship game, you sit him down and put him in the hospital and tell him he can't go. How do you think he'll take that? And she'd be like, not very well, not at well at all. And I said, so how do you think I'm taking that? She said, oh, okay. I understand.
1: You said, I got shit to do, woman. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. But she just kept, well, you're not going to be able to do anything if you just fall out and die from a heart attack. She's not
1: wrong?
0: She's not wrong. I told her, I said, I understand that. I do understand where where you're coming from. So let's work on making me better. And so, you know, Wednesday, they had dialed. By that point, they had dialed my oxygen back to four liters. And, you know, so Wednesday, I'm just... In bed, I'm already frustrated because Tuesday night I was supposed to have gone to Midland High's uh, final stadium rehearsal and to Permians. I was supposed to do two stadium rehearsals that evening, and got to do neither one of them. So I didn't tell either one of the directors what was going on. I just said that I couldn't be there. So no one knew that I was in the hospital except my parent, my mom, and and that was it. Like, I didn't tell anybody else. And thankfully, it was intercession, so I didn't really have to be at school, although I had planned to be at school because I had a lot of stuff to do there. I had a program, this program, and setting up for, you know, I just had a lot of stuff going on. But so anyway, Wednesday, uh, Thursday morning comes along, and she comes back in, and she's just like, you know, we're still on four leaders. No, um, I don't know about you getting out of here because we, we uh, until we wean you off of this all this oxygen, I don't think it's a good idea. I said, well, we haven't even tried to wean me off. No one's even attempted to lower my oxygen. So how can we do? How are we doing any type of effective testing if you're not even trying to lower my oxygen? What is the point? Yeah, said. Oh, (laughs) I think they really hate when like. You actually know what you're talking about and you're an educated patient and, and you know, you have a goal and you're an, and a mission. And, you know, you're just like, look, if you're here, if your job is to get me off this oxygen need, then let's work on that and let's yeah. lower it down and let's keep testing to see how much I really need. Right. So I took it down to three. I responded great. Uh, Took it down to two. I responded great. Uh, Thursday, we had the, the stress test lady come in. And so she had me do some walking, she took like took the oxygen thing off, had me walk across the room a few times. And, and then she tested my, my oxygen levels or she had me hooked up to the machine the whole time. And I was doing fine for the first couple of laps. Everything was still in in the nineties, in the mid nineties. And then, you know, after a few laps, then when I finally got back and sit down and everything, then it has started dropping down to the eighties again. Mm. And she was just like, you know, that you're actually doing pretty well. I think that you can, you would be okay if you like had some just went with oxygen, went with a a small amount, like a small oxygen tank or something like that. And you only use it when you're up moving around. When you're Mm. stationary, you're fine. And I was just like, okay, I can do that. Let's make that happen. So then I started advocating to, and then, so before that, the pharmacist had already came in, the pill guy. And he was looking at all my medications and things that they prescribed. And he made the mistake of saying, You know, uh, medicine-wise, I don't see anything else that we can do for you or or anything that you can't do for yourself at home. I said, oh, really? So you, he said, I said, so you don't think I need to be here any longer? He said, I don't see any reason why you should be. I said, bingo. I need you to have a conversation with the other doctor. and Y'all need to get on the same page. And so I had him talk to the main doctor. And so she came back in, and she was just like, "So you're just orchestrating all kind of deals, aren't you?" I said, "I'm trying to get to a football game, <laughs> and a state play, in a championship. I've got things to do."
1: Yeah. And
0: so she was just finally like, "Okay, uh, you know, you've responded well to all these things. I'm not going to hold you up. You've held up your side. You're part of the bargain. Um, we're going to send you home, but I'm going to send you home with the oxygen tank." And uh, I want you to actually use it, do all these follow-up things, yada, yada, yada. So first, they tried to send me home with this big-ass, like a tank, a a literal oxygen tank, like a tank tank. And I had already told them, you know, everything that I was doing, you know, how I was going to be in San Antonio, running around football stadiums and the whole dome, and, you know, I got shit to do. And dragging around an oxygen tank is not cute, and we're not about to do that. And so they called the company, and of course they bring over a big-ass oxygen tank. And I had already been talking to the advocate, the, the person who basically sets up all of your needs for when you discharge and go home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she had told me, she was just like, look, okay, I worked it out to where um, they usually don't have these things, but we've worked it out to where you can get those of those the cute little bags that's a little mini tank that's not really a tank but it's like uses the air around you to produce pure oxygen and you can carry that around you do that and you know a little personal thing that's just looks like a cute little man purse I was just like perfect I can even accessorize with it yes give me one of them so they sent me the other thing, and she came up there. She said, oh, no. So as soon as she walked in the door and she looked down the side, she said, oh, no, that's not what we ordered. I said, I didn't think so, but this is what they brought. So she got on the phone and talked to some people, and they had to go through all kind of rigmarole uh, to make it work. But they ended up making it work. I had to drive. I had to go to Augusta anyway, but I had to go to Odessa and pick up Exchange. <laughs> and Exchange <laughs> tank that they gave me for the cute little little oxygen bag thing that I have now. And so, I took you to the game. I made it to the game on Friday um, because it was Permian versus Midland High. It was the two state bands, and I wanted to see it. I wanted to be there. And so, uh, went and did that. It was fine all the way through the game until the end. Then I finally kind of got tired and got winded. And by the time I went back to the, to the band hall, uh, that's when I finally, like, put on the oxygen. And as I'm walking around the band hall in the band hall and parents are looking at me and they're just like, oh, my God, Mr. Rabbit, what's going on? Are you, why are you wearing oxygen? And I'm just like, I'm fine. I promise you I'm fine. Uh, this is just, I won't be on this all the time. But I'm fine. I've been in the hospital a week. And they're just like, you've been what? I'm just like, yeah, I was in the hospital, and then uh, at some point, um, the head director, my friend, had called me and everything, and we were just chit chatting, and he was saying he was telling me that he had uh, he had been really sick, and he had actually like seen a doctor, which is like for him, he's like one of those guys who never sees doctors ever, ever. You you mm-hmm. got to be dead to go to take to go to a doctor. Type of type of person, yeah. so even he had gone to a doctor because he was feeling that bad, uh, which is common for you know people with these high stress jobs. Which is one of the reasons I'm I'm very concerned about state every year. It takes your toll on people. It really does. It's it's a hard job. It's a very hard job. But anyway, so he had gotten like a meth pack and uh,
1: a meth pack. A-
0: Pretty much, it was some. It's like a steroid base that's like meth based. But <laughs> he said that they had to. He had <laughs> to sign papers promising that he wasn't going to Walter White it. And uh,
1: oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> but it was cool. Cool thing. I got the same meth back, and so we could have really like opened up a lab and started all kind of stuff with, with both of them. But. Uh, it powered him enough to, to get through it and everything because of course the head director can't. We, he ain't got time to be out. You know, his staff can't have time to be out. Ain't nobody got time for that. We, we have things to do. It's, you know State championship. So ah. uh, yes. So I come back and we, we go on the trip. Now it's time to go to state. Uh, incredible experience. Uh, on the way, you know, before I go too far, kudos to Green to All Aboard America. As much as I railed on All Aboard America <laughs> a couple of episodes ago, kudos to All Aboard America. They got the memo, they got the message, and they got their shit together. Because our buses were great, our dri- the drivers who, who went on this trip were great. That one particular driver did not drive. He did not go, thank goodness. Um, But the rest of the drivers were just the best, the greatest. And uh, we had no bus breakdowns. I mean, good job. A a redemption story for All Aboard America. Now, tomorrow morning, we're going to get back on All Aboard America and go to El Paso. So they have another opportunity to fail us, but hopefully oh, we're past we're past that chapter, and and now all aboard America is going to be the greatest bus company in the history of America. I believe, I believe that they will win. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good trip. We get there and everything, but we'll fast forward because this because this again a lot all all the. Bells and whistles, uh, man! State marching contest is just an experience.
1: Look at and you giving the
0: gist. <laughs> well, you know, skipping over all the the fluffy stuff that. Oh, you, normally that- you're
1: like normally you're like Friday, I'm getting a little too ticy. <laughs> uh and then I walked out the room, and then I noticed my shoe weren't shine right. And, you know, my shoes always got to look good. So, you yeah, I went back, shot my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's your normal storytellers. Like, I'm saying, look at you. you getting the gist.
0: I, I'm just moving forward. Moving forward in the act. <laughs> um, so we, uh, on contest day, on, on which was Monday of, of this week, uh, uh, today, we're recording on Thursday night. So Monday of this week was uh, the contest day. Uh, The 6A, which is for you people not in Texas, UIL is the University Interscholastic League, and they are the governing body for all competition in schools. Um, Our school system is broken down into classifications based on the size, the student population of your school. So 6A, which is the largest student population in Texas, there are 249 6A schools in the state of Texas. Of those 249, 42 schools were selected to participate in the state marching contest. So to get to the state marching contest, to be one of those 42, is an incredible honor. And it says a lot about your program. I want to say, you know, that right off the bat, because people need to Ooh. understand that, you know, the state marching contest is big damn deal. It's a big deal. And just making it to the contest, making it to the show is a big deal. And it says that you've accomplished something and you're one of the best of the best. So, you know, kudos to all 42 bands that were in the state marching contest. One of which being, for the only the second time in school history, and <laughs> the first eight years, the middle dog band. From Midland- Let's go! Yes, Damien's alma mater. That's his school. So, yes, sir. Uh, they performed in an earlier time slot in the, the mid afternoon. 2.15 uh, was their performance time and we had already gone through a morning rehearsal at uh, Alamo Stadium and then so everything that happened was at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio home of the Roadrunners the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners um, and so uh, we went to the Dome and, and went early so that a, the kids could hear what it sounds like in the dome, see some of those quality bands and, you know, but more than anything, we want to make sure that we were in there to support Midland High, to go in and give them one more, you know, group of people that was cheering and, and being supportive for them. Uh, because we, uh, of course, they're friends, you know, our their directors are, are very good friends of ours. Um, former colleagues, like we, I've worked with their head director. So, um, we've developed definitely a very, very friendly type of situation with Midland High. So, uh, you know, it was good to go and, and show them love and and support them, um, from the stands, uh, while they performed. They gave a great performance. I was so proud of them. I was just so proud to see them do their show and, and tell their story. Um it, it, was, it was just beautiful to watch and to experience. And I'm so happy for every single one of those kids, for uh, all of their parents, all of their directors, all their support system. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Midland Independent School District uh, to, to show them something that they have forgotten for a while, which is the arts are important and that we need to value the arts. And that's something that I talk about at school board meetings. Uh, during any time I speak on my three minutes, I will do, when I, you only get three minutes in open forum to speak. And I always use one of those minutes to highlight something about the arts and talk about how important the arts are, because I don't want people to forget that. And uh, I look forward to the next school board meeting where I get the chance to maybe spend, I might spend two minutes talking about Midland High and how well they did, and how how we need to continue to support them, uh, continue to, to do something to support legacy and make them better and get them back in a competitive situation. Aren't because they? As,
1: isn't their football team like doing great right now?
0: Yeah, the football team. Yeah,
1: yeah. the the foot as we as
0: we speak. The football team is in a playoff game right that's, now. They that's have,
1: what I was thinking, yeah.
0: Yeah, they have a Thursday game. But uh, you know, everyone pays attention to athletics. And, and but I'll get to all don't let me not get ahead of myself because that's what's on my mind.
1: <laughs> Yo, are we gonna talk
0: about Tuesday or what, dude? Is this gonna be like a three hour pause? Look, that's what. Do you see why I had to get along, get on, and start and not give you all the details? And blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Bro, I'm trying. I'm trying no, to I'm move not, on.
1: I'm not mad at you. I'm just like, <laughs> damn, this man came with material. <laughs> okay, it's okay. You told me
0: I I got to put this show on my shoulder.
1: Oh, shut up.
0: I gotta have material, so I, I'm I'm loaded. I'm locked and loaded.
1: Talk, old man, before you run out of air.
0: Mm-mm. I got a machine for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> are you gonna put that on during the podcast? <laughs> hey, it, it might be on right now.
1: Hey, you're but, really trying to you're really trying to become Vader, aren't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Heck yeah! It's my hero. <laughs> uh, anyway. um, Midland High did great, support the arts, love the arts. Um, It's a new day in MISD and I'm proud of them and this will be the, this will not be the last time that Midland High is at the state marching contest. I think that they got a great taste of it and it tasted good to them. And so uh, they will continue to work hard to do the things necessary to be back in that spot and uh, the Bulldogs will be back. So happy.
1: So, so happy. so
0: happy. So happy. Yeah, I'm happy for that. I'm really happy for that program. I really am, honestly and truthfully. I'm very happy for that program. Um, so then, you know, more waiting around. So it's finally our turn. Uh, we performed at 7.30 p.m. The, in the, one of the highlight groups. You know, every the, the whole event is live streamed all day long on in a pay-per-view type of a thing and so we're at seven thirty, uh bigger audience all that kind of stuff and so more people are watching and and uh our kids so our upperclassmen they had been there before you know we were just there last year and the routine was the exact same so they knew what to expect they knew what was going on uh As we walked from here to there, they understood. They knew what was going on. Uh, The freshmen were a little wide-eyed, but, you know, uh, for the most part, they were doing okay up until we actually got on the floor of the Alamo Dome. (laughs) (laughs) And then they freaked out. (laughs) So so I had some of the freshmen over with me uh, because they do our sideline panels, which – those are the things that go on the very front of the field to kind of set the, the mood and the tone of the story and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I had a group of them with me, and we took them, we went over there and we came out of the, the tunnel and stepped into the Alamo Dome from field level, like on the field. And like one of the kids, one of the freshman kids, he like just stopped. And he just <laughs> He was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is huge. Oh my God. And I was just like, uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, uh-uh. I'm not gonna freak out. I'm not yeah. happy. <laughs> like you gotta get your shit together. together. Yeah, I was like, get your board, get in the game. We're not freaking out right now. Yeah. He was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but the freshmen, they were freaked out. They were absolutely they were freaked out. <laughs> because Unfortunately, out here in West Texas, there is no way we can simulate that. We cannot – I mean, we have a – there's a turf room. There's an a indoor practice facility that the football team uses. And uh, we did have a day where we went in there just to kind of know what sound – what it sounds like to play indoors like that. But it's nothing close to an Alamo Dome you know, it's just, it's not even comparable, and so, um, just to see them freak out like that, it was, it was interesting, but like I told, them, I was like, we don't have time for that, you get it together, <laughs> get it together, yeah, <clears throat> so the kids went out there, and, and, uh, you know, the whole band came out, and just, we had a great applause, and, and you know, it's so many people came from, came in from Odessa to, to be there. Um, one of the teachers, longtime teacher, Miss Love Jackson, uh, Angela Love Jackson, is just such an incredible woman. Um, she flew in from, from Odessa with her son, uh, Christian. She was in the Permian band a long, long time ago. He was in the Permian band. Uh, I think he was in one of Mr. Whitaker's Jeff's first Permian bands when Jeff first got there. So, you know, they they know what it was about. And, and uh, she's also a teacher at Permian. So before we went to go and change and everything, she gave them this this motivational speech, which you know it had me ready to run through a wall. She 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 hyped them up pretty good. And uh, she's just a class act. I love her dearly. Uh, Great lady. Um, But yeah, it was go time. And the kids, they turned it on. Uh, Their first big hit was just monstrous. Uh, They just had a solid show. They had a really solid run. And it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you look, but you can always nitpick things, and nothing is ever perfect. It wasn't a flawless run because we had a little minor tear in one of the places where something didn't quite line up. But the recovery was so quick and seamless that it didn't even sound like an accident uh, to the to a first time listener. To those who had heard it before, they were just like, "Oh, that's not that's different." But if you've never heard it before, you didn't even know that that wasn't supposed to happen that way mm. and, and uh, uh, they were taught the kids, you know, always on the field they know when people mess up and, and march something different or march something wrong but you know, you don't necessarily see that in the overall picture but the kids knew and even as I watched the video, I didn't see anything that was going was on Was it the nervous hear, freshman? Yeah, of course it was the nervous freshman <laughs> One of them lost their incomplete trombone slide.
1: I'd have benched him. I'd have benched him. In the middle of the show? But like for next week. Or well, tomorrow, it doesn't matter. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter now. We're done with the show. Who cares? I don't think we're ever <laughs> going to perform again. I, I don't think we're going to perform it in El Paso, but I guess I'll find out tomorrow. Uh, they have practice at the butt crack of dawn. And I don't know, if gonna, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna, cause it's that's that's just a whole nother ball of wax. Anyway, um, goodness, right, That we're, that's that's not not move relevant.
1: on, move on.
0: <laughs> not so anyway, it was a great run. The kids felt really good about what they did, and and quite honestly, that's the most important thing. You know, when you leave the field, you want to make sure that you leave it all on the field. That you feel great about whatever performance you just gave, and as uh, our head director Jeff Whitaker kept telling the kids, "Is I want you to remember this. Don't just go through the motions, but remember it. Remember what it feels like. Remember what it smells like. Remember what it what you see. Just be in the moment and take it all in, and don't forget. In a way that you never forget." And I think more of the kids did that because last year that all of the kids, it was all of their first time. So just like our freshmen, you know, walked in and was just like, oh, damn, oh, shit. You know, there was a whole band doing that and they weren't in the moment. And so, uh, you know, this year there were so many more of them that were in the moment. And you could tell by the performances they gave, they gave and their reaction to the performance um and you i mean those are the things that you're just proud of you're just proud you know when when it's all said and done how could you when people give their all and people and you see the smiles on their faces and you know that they're genuine and even the kids who are who are act like they just hate being with all their their might they're even happy and smiling and and you know, that's, that is what it's about. That's, that's, that's why I had to get out of the hospital. And that's why I had to make sure that I was on that trip. You know, exactly. it's, 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 the, it's the, the teaching is. And so it was a great moment. That was a great moment. And so, to go back and and mm-hmm. watch more great bands mm-hmm.
1: and everything. Dude, you put theme music behind me all the time. I'm trying to put heartwarming music behind your speech about accomplishment and teamwork and love and perseverance. And <laughs> I'm trying to give you some, you know, some some music with it, some some inspirational no, tunes.
0: No, this that that sounded more like the Oscars trying to wrap me up.
1: Oh really? Like, no, uh, it was no because it started quiet. It was like dun, dun 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 dun, and then it just it was and it was just getting more bold. It was like dun
0: dun, you mean, know. And, does that not sound like the Oscars wrap-up music?
1: <laughs> I, I don't watch the Oscars. I couldn't tell. But well,
0: any any of <laughs> I don't your, know. like it always starts. The music starts soft when they when they're trying to tell you that your time is up. The music starts all nice and soft, and it gets loud. Oh, no. I
1: was it's just
0: trying, trying to give you some inspiration. And all of a sudden, sake. it just drowns you out.
1: Because I was, because I was gonna, because I was gonna sing, but then I remembered, you know, copyright. So I was like, all right, well, let right. me just let me just think some instrumentals for him. Yeah, copyright, copyright. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but
0: anyway, so we did all that. Go and watch the rest, and uh, you know, they they do this big fanfare at the end where they have all the drum majors from all 42 bands go out on the field uh, so that they can announce the top 14 that are advancing to finals the next day. And, so, and then they recognize each one of the bands that perform one at a time so the drum majors can do their salutes and all this kind of stuff. You know, you, everyone gets to hear their band announced at least once. And then they announce the 14 bands that are going on, that are performing on uh, uh, Tuesday in performance order. And they start naming bands and, you know, naming bands, naming bands. And, you know, at this point, I've already seen the scores. I know where we finished. And I knew that we didn't finish in 14th or anywhere in that top 14. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, you know the kids didn't, and and you know you get to the end of it and everything, and you know there's a f- little bit of a feeling of dejection. But at the same time, we were because we're real with the kids, and especially after last year when we went and we were thirty third. You know, uh, you have to have some reality, uh, a little bit of a dose of reality, and and we know that we're a good band, but we know we also know that that it's going to be incredibly difficult for, uh, for our band and our program to accomplish what some of those other programs are accomplishing simply because of resources and name recognition. Um, UIO, and, and especially at the state marching contest level, has so there are five judges, five judges, that that watch 42 bands and decide how they're ranked. How in the world does five judges rank 42 bands over the course of 12 hours?
1: <laughs> Am I like, weird that, that is... I would do I would do less than that? I would do like three. Cause imagine you have like 20 judges, how many minds you'd have to compete against? I would just have like three people who maybe were, like, former retired directors or something, just, like, real, real, real qualified. I would just let them. Okay. But,
0: well, that, I mean, so once upon a time, it was three, and it was even a bigger mess. Oh, really? So that's I, why, yeah. I just that, feel, like, yeah, so.
1: I feel like you could get into, like, a hive mind situation if you had, like, so many people.
0: Well, it, But a hive mind is more consensus. It just verifies the Yes these really are the right people. Yeah. But what happens, but what usually happens and what people have noticed, and there's a lot of discussion in the band director world about how this whole thing is actually judged. And the belief now is that, you know, everyone already knows who's going to make finals before finals ever happens, before the competition ever happens, because these judges have heard of are these top bands simply because they perform all the time on on um, in competitions, in competitions that are, are televised in pay-per-view situations. Um, they have the money to compete often. And if you're always competing, if you're always, you know, one of the groups that, that gets seen and talked about, then people know about you you know, regardless, they, they're going to they know about your show. They know how good you are and they already have ex- an expectation. All you have to do is meet the expectation that's already been set. If you're brand new, that you know, a, a band that they've never seen and, and don't see very often or had never heard of, you have to be extremely like, wow, 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 to even get them to remember you. And so you know, is there bias in this whole process? I think that there is. There has to be. Um, Because, again, how can you sit there all day long and judge 42 bands and really determine an order? It's just not logical. Hmm. Um, So that's a lot of discussion. And so the way that it all ended out, um, 42 bands, Midland High, Ended up being number 42.
1: Oh, bullshit. Yeah. And uh,
0: Friendship, which is the the other band that represented our area, was, I think they were um, 37 or 38. I think 38. Um, and Permian was 29. And, Bullshit. And our goal coming into it was to be in the twenties, and it was just a matter of where your in the goal 20s should are have been to up. win. No, because we're we're, we're realistic. We're really because we know we know how the whole thing is set up. Again,
1: we, then why we, we would you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this if you already think it's rigged? Because
0: that's the game.
1: God. Oh.
0: That is the game. I mean, you have to play the game by the. It's you can't make up your own rules, but you still have to try, and you still get to represent your your area, and there's still you know the the regional bragging rights to be able to say we are the best in this section of the state of Texas, and so you play the game to for those reasons, Um, already knowing ahead. That you know, grand champion, um, not necessarily, but you know, being in a respectable position, possibly, can we keep working? You know, we've we've already set a new goal and a new number for next year. Uh, I'm not going to put it all out there, but we've already set a new number for next year, of where we want to be. And so, uh, you know, that's that that will be the goal for next year. But we were, our goal was to be in the 20s, and we were 29. We, we thought that we would be higher than that. Uh, there are a lot of people who saw the whole thing, and they thought that we, were, we should have been higher than that. But, um, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And so uh, it's for our kids, they know that they accomplished a goal. You know, they, they are not – and their goal was to be better than we were last year, finish better than you finished last year. And they did. They blew that out of the water. So very ha- – <laughs> excuse me, very happy, very excited for them, um, very excited for the program. We accomplished that goal, and it's on to the next – on to next year. After we do – now we got to go and do the football playoffs. Which gets Ooh. to what which gets to what's on my mind
1: yeah we talk an election talking we talking election talking next week because
0: oh yeah <laughs> your, I,
1: and <laughs> your damn mind.
0: okay that that yeah that's a whole other
1: uh, we just, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just talk election next episode <laughs> right well but go ahead what's on your mind <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: it's just the lack of support that we got from the rest of the school um, on this state run, you know, making it to state is, is, it's a big damn deal. Yeah. And uh, we had a big send off thing on Sunday morning and while the football team and the football players and the, all the athletics expect us, they expect us to show up and support them and go all the way to El Paso and to go everywhere that they go and and watch them play and be there to play the fight song. They expect that. Yeah. But they, they not one time went to any of our competitions. They didn't sit in the stands just to clap for us. They had a send-off party when all they had to do was stand on the side of the road and clap. They didn't even have to clap. Right. Just on the side of the road and be there and they didn't do that and so i'm i'm frustrated that now after this long trip and our kids are exhausted we have to turn around and get on a bus and go to el paso to support them when they couldn't take the time to go to any of these contests which were here like our our area contest was here at the stadium that they play in yeah. and they couldn't support us. That was not fair. And that's, 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 that's right.
1: Yeah. And that's the typical that you get from those kind of programs.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's so much emphasis on athletics. Like that's the only thing in the school when that's not even was the, the most winning winningest part of the school.
1: We well, especially especially in Permian, (laughs)
0: especially at Permian, you know, yeah.
1: uh, That Friday Night Lights. (laughs) Yep, Friday Night Lights. Hanging on to it, clinging on to it,
0: clinging. And so uh, it, it it's upsetting, it's disappointing, and I hate that for our kids because now even our kids notice. Like we've talked about it, you know, as a staff for years, but you know the kids they 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 looked out there and now it's going to be really hard to tell them to get on their feet and cheer for the football team
1: because they're going to be like i wouldn't tell. You know, I'd be like y'all don't got to do, like, nah, do shit i be y'all
0: don't got to No i see and we want to say that but we can't say that
1: be petty we
0: can't say that
1: be petty <laughs> cuz well, they don't if, have to if they want to but they don't have to
0: right I mean, I'm not going to yell at anybody if they don't get up.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll put it that way. Exactly. They're not going to hear it from me. But uh, other than that, people in general are lazy and they suck. The elections piss me off. Um, <laughs> do you
1: want to talk that tonight or do you want to... <laughs>
0: I did what's on my mind very quickly
1: because I just figured so you I... were gonna. Because I figured you were gonna come on here with just. I thought this was gonna be. Uh, I thought this was gonna be one of our political episodes. I really
0: did. You thought I know right? But was, there was so much. I I didn't expect to be in the hospital. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, this is. I mean, we didn't. We haven't talked for almost two weeks. Really. I mean, we talked last Monday early in the morning. Now we're late Thursday night. So like you know, it's almost yeah. two weeks worth of information here. <laughs> This is true. This is true. And we haven't had an hour and a half
0: episode in a while. Can I say
1: say my little piece on election before you get into it? Absolutely. Every single race went exactly how I thought it would go, and America disappoints me. And why did I not need to vote? Because every single race in my county went overwhelmingly to the Democrat by 88% or more. So that's all I have to say about it. America sucks. Not really, but <laughs> that's that's my piece. That's my piece.
0: In Midland, what makes me mad is that we had good quality people lose elections from terrible smear campaigns. Um, what Brandon Hodges did to John Truschetti was
1: criminal. Did Brandon Hodges way- get elected?
0: He won, and he won big. Oh, Ran Aww. on the school board. Oh, but, my gosh. But in good news... Satan lost? Satan got creamed.
1: <laughs> okay. Satan
0: Satan melted like the Wicked Witch. I melted. <laughs>
1: what about that judge?
0: Now, this is the race that pissed me off the most. Oh, He lost. He lost. Oh, he lost. Judge Johnson lost to someone who didn't even bother to run.
1: Oh, god. She made
0: one of the. He was right
1: to be paranoid, I guess.
0: He was, yeah, he was right to be paranoid. He was right to be paranoid.
1: Brandon Hodges won. Oh, yeah, right. Who won the mayor?
0: Uh, Lori Blanc.
1: She beat Morales? She beat Morales. Okay. And I'm
0: glad. I'm glad.
1: I uh, thought you were
0: pro-Morales. Beat... I, I went back and forth. I flip-flopped on that a lot. Okay. But what changed my mind ultimately was Morales' smear campaign and start putting out all these falsehoods about her mm-hmm. and um, trying to badmouth this project that the city desperately needs. And so the, the race became a matter of are we going to be old school Midland or are we going to try to progress to something new and better? And yeah. you know that I'm always going to be in favor of new and better. Yeah. And uh, that was Lori Blanc. And that's who I ultimately voted for. And so I'm excited that she won. She's the first female mayor. Oh, in Brandon
1: Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts so bad. Um,
0: and oh. uh, Tommy Bishop defeated Reagan.
1: He and it Good.
0: And that was a, that was probably the closest of the three races. It wasn't a landslide. You
1: heard how Reagan did. No, he didn't. Yeah. Of course you might stop listening to this messy ass show too. <laughs> well not anymore,
0: I guess. Probably he did once upon a time.
1: And yeah, exactly.
0: Let me, let me tell you, people listen to this show. I I I get so many comments about Babe, people I see
1: I show. see Spotify's numbers. I know people listen to our show. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 just like, whoa. Yeah, that's oh yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about your boy. Yeah. Um, I am.
0: I shouldn't be surprised, but I am. And I just
1: don't understand how you're surprised.
0: Well, I it think that Texas. what. Well, but what I'm surprised about is it's not that. It's not that. It's just that the people who who claim to support him didn't go and vote for him.
1: Yeah, that's they what didn't always go vote. happens. They didn't
0: go vote at all.
1: Democrats are the lazy voters. They don't vote. Yes. De- Democrats will sit there and tell you how important it is to vote. Republicans and conservatives are so evil, and they're taking away all our rights, and everything's bad, and blah, 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 and you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a misogynist, you're this, you're that, I and mean, they don't go vote. They're the loudest people about everything, but they don't vote. Democrats do not vote. they just don't i guess except for when donald trump is on a ticket and then they will fucking vote (laughs) but otherwise they do not vote
0: yeah and that's what happened that's what happened to, to beto um that's what happened to judge johnson uh that race had the lowest turnout of everything our precinct three his precinct Mm-hmm. There are there were more yard signs than people who went to go vote. Yeah, it was it was quite pitiful.
1: Doesn't surprise so, me. Disappoints you know, me, I, but it doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, so that's why I said in my Facebook post that you know my black brothers would rather go to the club than go to the polls. It's true. I, I don't know how else to put it, and it it just it just it it really. I sit here and think about it, and I get mad all over again. How people just were just so freaking lazy, and just so apathetic, and and that woman who did nothing, and that man worked so hard. I've never seen anyone work that hard in a local election.
1: Hey man, they reap forth what they sow. That energy. They reap what I they sow.
0: I do. Too. I hope so.
1: They reap what they sow.
0: I hope. I hope that they. They get locked in the situation. They get in the situation where they need a judge, and I hope that she just crucifies them.
1: They got what they deserve. They got what they like. Literally, they got what they deserve. They got who? Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> you know.
0: And so, uh, I have not personally reached out to Judge Johnson because I don't even know. I don't know what to say. I feel I feel a level of responsibility cuz I feel like I should have done more. And I don't know what more I could have done except for to be there. But but that's the reason I ended up being sick in the first place is because I was just trying so hard to be at all these places for all these people because it it was that damn important and I still couldn't make it happen for you know, I still feel like I could have done my part, and I still feel like I could have done more. And I feel really responsible for a lot of things, and I shouldn't feel that way, but I do. And uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say to Judge Johnson, you know, except for to apologize. And then even look then, at it's him, just like
1: you look at him. You say, "Hey, buddy, they get, they get what they get. <laughs> they get what they get, bud."
0: That doesn't comfort him, and that that doesn't make
1: it will all comfort that me. he
0: went through. Nah, that nah. As that income, like again, as were as hard as he worked, he just did not deserve that. He yeah. did not deserve that.
1: How did old um Ricky do? Ricky. Rick, whatever his name is, Richard Rick, something or another, the main school board guy. He, wasn't he running again?
0: No, he was the one. He 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 had already retired. That was the race between Sarah Burleson and,
1: and the devil. Oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Well, it was for his seat. I'm trying to keep up, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rick had already bowed out. So. Well, hey, you know, I have some great news for you. Whenever you're ready to like move towards the end of the show. Towards the dad joke segment, I have some wonderful news for you. But we can still talk election if you like.
0: That you're not going to do a dad joke? That would be the best news.
1: <laughs> just let me know when you're ready to get there, and I'm going to give you some pretty great news. Do You have that to look forward to. Is all I'm saying. I'm just queuing it up for you.
0: Well, I mean, I guess I will wrap up my my election.
1: Oh, you don't need to wrap it up if you don't want to. I, I like. Well, I'm enjoying. I was looking forward to the election talk. Is actually what I was looking forward to most, but.
0: I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, disappointed is all is my only word. It's just I'm really disappointed in the lack of everything. I'm just disappointed. People disappointed me, and I didn't I didn't expect this level of disappointment. Yeah. And as I think about another four years of Greg Abbott,
1: yeah, um, yeah,
0: there you know and. The this presumably religious whatever that they're trying to do and oh
1: it's gonna get scary
0: and you know how they're going to continue to go after transgender children and, and
1: he won with a mandate I think he won this one bigger or just as much as his last or no his last name was Lupe his last name was Lupe wasn't it yeah Lupe Valdez. oh he nah, destroyed was, Lupe but, but destroyed this one was this one. Davis, Winnie Davis got her ass kicked. And I'm not even talking shit on Beto because, I mean, like, once again, Beto doesn't excite me, but, like, I don't think he's bad. He just – I just think he's a tool, but that's just my opinion. I know you like him. <laughs> Clearly, I wanted him to win for governor. I just, like – I didn't – I thought it would be close. But the thing is, I don't think a lot of Texans really hate Greg Abbott, but they despise Ted Cruz, and that's why I think he came so close to beating Cruz. But, like mm-hmm. – I just, I really, I I did not think he was going to win, but I thought it was going to be like very, like two point difference type thing. I was shocked when I saw the results. What? But then I was like, you know what? That's Texas. Everyone says Texas is moving blue. It is not moving blue. It is not. You are wrong. If you think it's becoming a blue state, you are wrong. When there's big national waves going on and people are inspired, maybe it can trickle a little blue. That state is not becoming blue. It is not happening for a long time. For a long time. And you're right.
0: If voters continue to to blindly vote red, it will never happen.
1: Hey, white voters too, man. Let's be real.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm looking at the majority population. Yeah, you're and right. Yeah, but the
1: population. but the majority population that votes is white people and especially in Texas. So that actually shows up the polls, you know. Well, in the Bay State, uh, our two term governor, Charlie Baker, who is a Republican and I'm a massive fan of his, uh, decided not to run. So it was a race between, I can't remember the dude's first name. His last name was Deal. He's like a total Trumpy, just, ugh. And then Maura Healy, who was the attorney general, and Maura Healy won in a landslide because, you know, I live in a sensible state. Cool. Um, and so that's the only exciting news I have for you. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing exciting about elections. <laughs> yep yep so, so yeah so yeah so
0: that's that's selection that's the mid you're
1: bitter man i can hear it in your voice I am. and i don't blame you one bit but i can just hear it in you you're I sounding the, you're sounding the way i this is why i said i was not interested in it anymore because i knew i literally sat there looked at every significant race and said He'll win. She'll win. He'll win. He'll win. He'll win. win. She's gonna win. He's gonna get reelected. He's gonna win. He's gonna. I did not. I was not wrong about one single election in the cycle. I was not wrong about one. And normally, I'm wrong. Like, and I'm not saying that. Like, Brad. I'm just saying like it was so predictable because it is. It's it's so predictable these days. It's
0: awful. As the book says, as the book title says, we've got to try.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, I I agree entirely, and that's why we've got to try. I so said that's why I you know appreciate the fact that you actually give a shit. But I'm nope. just like disenfranchised. And then once we get the fucking the rematch in twenty twenty four, whoo, you better believe I'm not voting. <laughs> 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 I'm not I'm not doing it, bro. <laughs> I ain't voting in that rematch election. It's not happening. You know he's making an announcement too. Oh, um. He's got an announcement speech set up sometime next week.
0: DeSantos is going to beat him.
1: I, I hope so. I mean, I don't like DeSantis, but I mean, at least it's not. I think Charlie Baker might run, and I think that would be so great. I don't think he'll win, but I think he'd be a great vice presidential. Um, well, hey,
0: him. lower the podium because I think Governor Wills is going to run. <laughs>
1: They better make sure that the uh, debate stage is wheelchair accessible.
0: <laughs> They're right. You better build the ramp right well, now. It's,
1: it's Republicans. They don't believe in that, you know, so you got it. <laughs>
0: okay. You better get, get a lift right now. Just
1: imagine if the modern GOP is boiled down to Donald Trump or Governor Wheels.
0: <laughs> so just sad. saying, Wheels Will, is running for president.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, that means well, Dan Patrick is going to be the governor. That's awful. And
0: that, that's scarier than... than
1: but you Will. know that's what's going to happen. That's how that state works. The governor yeah. goes, and then the governor runs for president, and then the lieutenant governor becomes governor, and then the governor runs for president, the lieutenant governor becomes governor. That's, yep. It's been that way since Ann Richards. <laughs> yep. that's, how, that's how
0: we got Wills in the first damn place.
1: Well, that's how we got Bush. That's how we got... S- Rick. That's how we got Perry. That's how we got Governor Wheels. Yeah. This is how it works. That's how it works. (sighs) (sighs) I know, man. I and I didn't even I didn't even reach out to you on Tuesday because like, you know what? I'm gonna talk to him on Thursday. He's gonna be spicy tonight. I don't (laughs) I was like, I don't want to deal with this. He's gonna be in a mood. (laughs) Mm
0: -mm. That's why I wanted to talk about being in uh and because I am, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just disappointed. I'm trying not to be mad I'm, I'm, because, I mean, it's what's done is done, right? I can't do anything about this election. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing that I can do at this point. And I have to live in this world. I have to live in this society. And uh, now I have to, you know, manage ways to move forward. I have to think about all of the I have to think about how do we protect children in this gun toting uh, state that that still is is become the, the highest gun use um, since Abbott's open carry uh, policy has been re- be, been instated um, how do I how do I, how do I, I, I tell these young children, these young women, that they are, they can be anything they want to be, except be smart enough to make decisions about their own body. Yeah. You know, those are the messages that are being sent. You can be anything you want to be, but except for. You know, wise enough to to know what you want to do with your body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disappointing.
1: I agree. So
0: I guess give me your damn dad joke, and let's and right. let's see if and let's All see right. if the anchor app will shut it down because that was man, listen to that place. That was so- <laughs> yeah, that I was, did listen to that, that play, was but... so funny. Oh my gosh! If y'all didn't listen to the last uh wait what episode and (laughs) damien tells this horrible long-winded BS of a joke and like the whole app just shut down like I couldn't even respond it wouldn't even allow me to be mad (laughs) the whole thing just shut down and that was the end of the episode y'all it it just stopped
1: and then the phone the phone call afterwards was tense (laughs) you wait the fucking time
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) All right,
1: Courtney. So there is this cowboy. Okay. And he's heading to the rodeo on his prize steed. All right. Okay,
0: these stories. I can try to tell you
1: something. Listen to me. He starts descending into this valley. You know a valley. It's very low. It's very open. There's not a lot around. You can kind of see for miles. Did you tell this joke already? So did I tell this one already? I wasn't sure.
0: I'm pretty sure the cowboy in the valley, like like something you've told before.
1: All right, then I probably have. So that marks the end of the dad joke segment. I'm officially retiring it. Thank you. Now, Now, listen, I will be back with another new segment that will annoy you even more. And, oh God no. <laughs> and, and occasionally if I just find a dad joke that I'm just enamored with you will get told it but it will not be in every episode segment anymore <laughs> hey you should be grateful
0: but then, like, but then you tell me that you're gonna replace it with a segment that's even worse
1: well I said it might be. <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't, what can possibly be worse than bad jokes?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! I hate you so
1: <laughs> Give me a damn recommendation, dude.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I recommend that people just don't give up hope on society. Uh, it's up to us individually to make change. you know we can't we can't wait on government and it, when you are fighting for the right things be be unrelenting and just don't give up. Uh, that's what I recommend. That's a great message
1: today. I love that. Now I thought that you might have recommended this but it's fine. I'm gonna recommend people go listen to mine and Courtney's episode of People Season two <laughs> episode one. Because I know you guys can't get enough of us. Episodes, episodes will be dropping every Monday at 7 p.m. So Who's
0: next? Who's your next people person?
1: You're going to have to find out. Uh, <laughs> it's a mystery.
0: Is it somebody I know? Is it somebody from season one?
1: It's somebody you know of, but you don't know them now. Is it Davey? But Courtney, I want to thank you for uh, coming on to this call with me. It's really great. Oh my God. I would pee myself. It
0: was, this it was really
1: great, you know, having a conversation with you. And um, I don't kinda, think
0: the day really exists, y'all. I think
1: he's a figment. <laughs> and honestly, I really miss talking to you, Bud and uh, Dollar Store JFK. You did your best, buddy. We appreciate you. And uh, Courtney in Canada, you guys have a great night.
0: Yeah, go Canada. Uh... Hi Davy, the myth the mythologi- mythological. I can't even talk now. <laughs> Davey, if you really exist. Well maybe we'll find maybe we'll find out on the next episode of people.
1: Have a good night break.
0: <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Good folks, good Canadians. I love you. Good night. Bye, y'all.
1: Bye.